There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to help out, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by 99direwolf, pissed off the manager by following the rules. This was years ago when I worked at a call center for a cell phone company working customer service. We were an inbound call center for customer service. On the floor, there were several teams of like 10 to 20 people, each with a team lead. There was this one team leader who was always trying to overperform to get her manager's favor. They got bonuses for certain things, and the better her team did, the more she would make. I hated this manager. Let's call her Shirley. Shirley was always trying to get us to do stuff beyond the job description to try and impress her boss. She always insisted on blasting crappy music right next to our cubicles to try to get us hype. Our job was to answer phone calls, and it made it very hard to have to try to hear customers with this music blasting. She would also be constantly shouting out metrics and just losing it when someone got a sale. It made it very distracting. My job was just a simple customer service rep answering phones. Shirley was kind of like the main boss's pet. She could get away with doing things different because she always whipped her team into overperforming and was very strict on the team to perform. She's the type of boss who would be staring over your shoulder, breathing down your neck, watching everything you're doing and criticizing every move. This was very patronizing to me as I was a top performer. I didn't need to be babysat and corralled around. I knew how to do the job. I was put on her team at one point. She was driving us hard, making us do crazy things to try to get sales or improve various metrics, micromanaging the living crap out of us. I put up with most of it because I needed that job at the time, but one day she pushed me too hard. We were general customer service, so we handled billing issues, new service, account maintenance, etc. If you ever worked in a call center, you know there's a bunch of departments. We didn't handle cancellations because this was the department retentions job. If a customer ever threatened to cancel, switch providers, or started mentioning other providers' deals, we were to transfer them immediately to retention. Retention was specially trained to try to curb cancellations. They were a higher level department than customer service and had special deals, discounts, and promotions to try to work with upset customers looking to cancel to keep them. As customer service, one of our metrics is transfers. Keep tabs on how many times each employee sent a transfer to another department. Getting too many of these looked bad, but sometimes was unavoidable. We're trained to own the call to try to prevent transfers and resolve the customer's issue on your call, but certain situations are beyond the scope of my job. I simply don't have the tools to effectively do some things, such as retain customers and curb churn. Shirley wasn't having this though. I guess the team's transfers were high or something, but one call, she was plugged into my headset listening as I work. Customer calls in super irate, 
pissed about his billing. I'm trying to work the call and review his account and discuss options, but nothing we can offer is satisfactory. He's threatening to go to another provider, which will get him a way better deal and pay off his cancellation fees. At this point, per our manual from the cell phone company itself, I was to immediately transfer this customer to retention in order to try and save his business. They had better deals than I was able to give, and it explicitly states in our manual slash rulebook to transfer them as soon as they mention cancellation. Well, where I worked at, we didn't work directly for the cell phone company itself. We were a third-party company who was contracted to do the work for the cell phone company as our client. As such, part of the contract the cell phone company provides us is an online manual on how to handle situations and what we're supposed to be doing. If we're found to be not in compliance with how the client wants us to handle situations, it could be terms for cancellation of the contract. This was a very big deal. Because if the site lost the client's contract, it means everyone working that call center would be out of a job. So this customer is cussing and yelling at me about canceling his service. Shirley mutes my phone and is telling me not to transfer this caller. She wants me to go above and beyond and do another department's job that I wasn't trained in and didn't have access to their deals and resources. Shirley used to work in retention and was saying she could show me how to handle this and save the customer and not get a transfer. I don't make enough to be doing two departments roles in ones. Screw this. Plus, this customer was cussing me out. I'm done trying. I unmute the call and tell the customer I'm transferring him and transfer him to retention. Shirley loses it, freaks out, storms off into her manager's office, determined to write me up for non-compliance. Few hours later, I get the notice that she's written me up and I get the email to confirm my write-up for refusing to listen to her. Screw this, I did exactly as our rulebook states. I don't sign it. She threatens me by saying we'll be having a meeting with HR by the end of the day because I didn't sign it. Whatever, Doc JPEG. We get into HR and they're pulling up the write-up and we're talking about it. Shirley's in the meeting with us thinking I'm about to get fired. I always stood up for my rights and would challenge a lot of her questionable tactics she used as a team lead. She was excited it was the day she was going to get rid of me. So she thought, well, HR is reviewing the situation. HR lady says, well, in most instances, we review the write-up and compare it to what policy is. Shirley says he was disobedient and needs to be punished. He directly disobeyed my directions and transferred a call when I told him not to. I say, per our rulebook provided by the client themselves, it specifically states to immediately transfer the caller in this situation. You can find the policy on XYZ page. HR lady says, the client specifically stated to transfer and this is per policy since he followed policy to a T. We can't do anything here and we're dismissing this write up. Shirley then got a talking to from HR about compliance with the client's wishes and how disregarding this could cost the site their contract and everyone's job. Satisfying to say the least. She backed down and stopped messing with me after that until I eventually got a transfer into another team. How do you guys deal with pressure in situations like this? If you're on the phone and you've got your manager slash boss in your ear saying, I can coach you, don't you dare transfer, with you on the other end knowing it's the right thing to transfer and you're not qualified for this, do you think you'd probably give in and try to coach through it or do you think you'd stand up and say, I'm transferring you to retention and deal with the fallout? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. 
Our next story is by Matt Rock J. I need you to break down these giant concrete blocks in the blazing hot weather. Not his exact words, but that was essentially my job description for a week while working on a construction site. There were these two gigantic concrete blocks that were poured to hold up the site security cameras, and holy freak was that a bad idea. They could have put stakes in the ground, used sandbags, or just used a really wide frame. But no, giant concrete blocks was the plan. And now that job was nearly done, and I was on the bottom of the pyramid as this job. I was the one who needed to destroy them. Now, I did everything I could to make this easier, like try and find an effective method, break off big pieces at a time, or try to talk to my boss into using expanding grout. You know, the stuff that's meant for breaking concrete. He was having none of it, and just told me to pull up my bootstraps and do it. Here's the thing. There were three reasons in particular why I wanted to make it easier, each alone enough to justify a different method. One, it was going to be 30 plus degrees Celsius for the next week, 90 plus Fahrenheit. That might not sound bad, but for a northerner who's used to cold weather, this was like working in the Sahara. Two, the blocks were reinforced with microfibers. This means they don't fall apart in chunks. Cracks may form, but the fibers will hold it together, meaning I'd need to chip it away only little bits at a time, meaning more effort and more time. Three, the chipper I had was tiny, like this thing was meant for tile or bricks, not giant blocks of concrete. This also meant it didn't have effective shock absorbers, so pretty much all the force would be going directly into my arms and particularly my wrists. Now I'm not a burly guy like a lot of the other guys on the site, so while this would have been bad for any of the other guys, it was doubly so for me. Now I'm pretty fed up with my boss as it is, he's aggressive, lazy, and has little to no regard for my well-being. But unfortunately for him, neither did I. I'm better now, don't worry. And this gave me the push to teach him a little lesson. All I did was simply do the job as he asked. I used the tiny, crappy chipper to break down those giant blocks in the blazing heat. Thing is, I never actually finished. The first day, I got through about half of the first block and came home with my hands and wrists numb. The second day, I came in with my hands and wrists aching like crazy. I know how to survive and drink as much water as I could, but apparently it wasn't enough because while working on the first block, I fainted. Luckily, someone noticed and called an ambulance. I was only out for maybe 10 to 20 seconds, but when I got up, one of the trade workers was already on the phone with 911. When they got there, I was treated for severe dehydration and severe tendinitis, as I couldn't move either of my wrists without great pain. I won't give the details of going to the ER, but there was another interesting detail. My boss wasn't on site that day, thinking he didn't need to do anything that day and just hung out at home. Thing is though, because an ambulance was called, it was one of his primary duties to respond to it, but he wasn't there. This put him in some really hot water with his boss. I don't have all the details about what happened, but I was off the job site for two weeks while my wrists recovered, and when I returned, there was a new site manager who just wanted me to clean the site, not break the blocks, which were still there. I'm pretty sure that old site manager was fired, but I actually don't know since I finished working there five days later. I'm just sitting here hoping OP's wrists are okay because that was a lot of wear and tear and grind in a short amount of time to put on those wrists. 
I'm hoping they were able to heal up and return to relatively normal function after that. And our final story of the day is by Bailey the Nerd, clean up your mess. Alright, but I'm not cleaning up yours. This is from a few years ago, back when I was in the wonderful, BS, world, hexscape, of retail phone sales, professionally curb stomping my morals. It was not a job I liked, as I have morals, and I had a manager who I did not like, because she had neither morals nor a work ethic. Preface, now, for those of you who don't outright know, most retail phone sales, especially at carrier stores, are heavily commissioned. Not on what device you buy, that doesn't matter, but rather what services you buy. Employees typically make an extra 30 to $100 every time you add something new to your account. Managers get their bonuses based off of these metrics as well. So as a result, you can understand there's a lot of pressure over selling new services. Lead up to malicious compliance, our story begins one fateful day when an older gentleman walks into the store. My coworker at the time, typically two employees in store at any given time, dislikes helping the elderly, so this guy was passed off to me. He wanted to get satellite television with us, which is typically quite a bit of commission. I work with him, his building doesn't allow satellite dishes to be installed, so unfortunately I couldn't sell it to him. Though my manager did try to force me to convince him to get it installed on a friend or neighbor's house, which I shot down. Once that penny drops, the older gentleman asks about the web version of our TV service. Not as nice a commission, but still a very important metric for my manager. I advise against this, as the customer is not at all tech savvy, doesn't know his own email password, and the web-based TV service was, well, it was horrible. I advise against it, but the man's pretty insistent. I go back and ask my manager if I should go through with it, since it feels like it's gonna bite me in the butt. And she basically says, do it or don't have a job. So I sell the man the service, and wouldn't you know it, it turns into a nightmare. To turn the long part of this story short, he wants to cancel the service. He forgets his password. Support for the service is practically non-existent. He's getting billed for it month after month. Every time he walks in, he's angrier and angrier. Every time he walks in, I try to fix things myself, but I literally have no back-end support for it. Every time he walks in, I end his visit by trying to go to my manager to beg her to do something managerial to help me fix this mess the poor grumpy old bugger is in. Every time I get a response, it's your mess, you clean it up. Eventually, old dude cancels his credit card, my amazing assistant manager pulls in some favors, and the guy is made whole. The malicious compliance, remember how I mentioned that TV was a heavy metric in my job? Well, the few times my manager would leave the sanctity of her office, because she'd finish everything on Netflix, she'd come out and practically trick people into getting services that they did not want or need. In particular, practically the exact same situation happened with an older woman, whom she had sold the internet-based TV service to on a whim. She didn't even go over the terms with this older woman. The older woman comes in when I'm in the store, and I immediately tune into what's happening. She's fallen into the exact same issue, being billed but completely unable to stop it. And what's worse, was she didn't even know that she'd been set up for that service. So I go back to my manager, names have been changed. I say, hey Crystal, there's an older woman out here who's having the same issue as Mr. John, my customer. She said you helped her last weekend? Manager says, oh, would you mind helping her with that? You have the experience from last time. 
and she doesn't have any of her account info. Yeah, account info that you made up. I say, well, it's your mess. You clean it up. Manager says, OP, it's your job to help customers. I say, well, it's certainly not your job to sign up people for services they didn't even know they have. The manager says, well, it was free for the first couple months. I meant to cancel it. I say, great. It sounds like it's your mess. Now go clean it up. Fallout, I'd love to say that the manager was fired over this, but instead, she had to spend about three months worth of visits with this woman, receiving a progressively worse store review every time. Eventually, the manager had to have a talk with the district manager about the reviews, and the older woman's account got fixed. Manager was on very thin ice when I quit. I mean, that just sounds like a terrible manager in general. I hope the ice broke shortly after OP left because... Floating along doing nothing and scamming people, literally, for their bonuses? It's kind of just disgusting. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.